I got a tip <laughs> for you guys. Okay. What's the tip? If Don't. you own a convertible, never leave the top down no matter how good the weather looks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to master Angular? Oasis Digital offers Angular Bootcamp, a three-day intense workshop class for individuals or teams. They cover Angular 4 and 2 and focus on the skills and knowledge you need for complex, data-rich applications. They also still offer AngularJS for teams supporting older projects. Bring them to your site or send developers to them in St. Louis, San Francisco, New York, D.C., and other cities and online at angularbootcamp.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Adventures in Angular. This week on our panel, we have Ward Bell. Hello. Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv. Quick shout-out about Angular Dev Summit. It's going to be free. It's going to be in September. And Gil, our guest today, is going to be speaking at it. Gil, do you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. Do you want to give us a brief introduction? You were on my Angular story, but... For those that didn't hear that episode, you want to tell people who you are? Yeah. So if you don't know me, I'm Gil Fink. I'm the CEO of Sparksys. It's my own small consulting company here in Israel. And I'm a Microsoft MVP in the last nine years in web development. And I wrote a book, Pro Single Page Application Development, four years ago. And I'm doing... I'm speaking in conferences and I'm doing a lot of consulting here in Israel in very big companies like Nice Systems and Tabula and other known companies. Awesome. Well, we brought you in today to talk about Angular animations. And that, that's what we're going to be talking about at the conference as well. But for those that aren't aware or just haven't used them, can you kind of give us the, the two-minute version of what Angular animations are and how people tend to use them? No problem. So, first of all, Angular animation is a model that uh, you can use in Angular, uh, of course. Uh, it's available since uh, Angular uh, 2.0, but uh, in the full version, it got its own model, and it went out from the Angular core. Uh, it's based on Web Animation API, and it gives you DSL, a dynamic uh, a specific language, to write animations declaratively uh, and, of course, using a TypeScript in the components, and then you can use animations in, inside of your application. So it makes your life very easy, uh, and you don't need to be afraid of uh, writing animations, because I know a lot of people just shiver when somebody say, says to them, uh, go and write uh, animation inside of uh, some web application or web page. So it makes things much more easier to write. And just just for, I, I know there are some people who are really new that listen to the show. And so just to clarify, when we're talking about animations, we're not necessarily talking about making your web page a swirling vortex of text. Um, <laughs> generally, the idea is, is having like a button fade in or... Uh, uh, part of your screen slide up and another one slide into its place or something like that, where it just kind of grabs the eye and gives the user experience a little extra oomph so that people know what's changing or where they should look or what their new capabilities are. It's, it's like what you described. Um, animation gives you better user experience because they indicate that something is happening or happened in your screen. For example, 
you gave a lot of uh, good examples, but uh, for example, if you want to uh, show the user uh, that uh, he has a validation error, so you you can create your animation uh, on some text box and red animation or red uh, red uh, border will appear and blink for two to three times and then it will grab the user's eye and we will understand that there is some mistake in the validation. This is one example. Uh, a lot of things like that you could have done without uh, animations. Okay, uh, the model animation can give you a lot of uh, very interesting things, or and it enables you to create very sophisticated things. But uh, if I'm looking back uh, 15 years ago when I was a developer, you could have created uh, created some not fancy animation like uh, hover effects on buttons to show the user that he is hovering on top of some button. So animation in a whole is just some trigger or some motion that grabs the user's eye and do something. It's not supposed to be some fancy uh, anim uh, fancy things, but uh, it can be fancy things. Okay, we can go wild and create some very sophisticated animation, and we can create some very small animations that will affect our user and make made him or he or her understand that something happened in the web page. Got it. Now you mentioned the web animation API. Do you want to explain what that is really quickly? Yeah. So basically. The animation model in uh, in Angular is based on uh, I won't say it's new, but uh, it's because uh, it's something like uh, available for two years already, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's an API that is called Web Animation API, and in a whole, it added to uh, to every DOM element the opportunity or the ability to be animated. How you do that, there is a function called animate. You give it some uh, animation array, keyframes, and it will r run the animation for you. So as I said, the model, the Angular uh, uh, animation model is based on that API. And that API is, uh, I won't say simple, okay, because nothing in programming is simple, but uh, once you understand that, uh, you can understand how the Angular team created their animation model. Okay, so every time that I'm talking about animations in Angular, I'm always talking about what was before and be, uh, before uh, animations, and then uh, what uh, what happened once uh, we have the web animation API, and then we are drilled down into Angular animation in a whole. So what kinds of things do you see people doing with these kind of, these animations? I mean, we talked about some of the ways that it can enhance your user experience, but are there specific use cases for this that are more common than others? Or, For example, uh, in uh, SPA, you can create animation of uh, transitions between pages. Uh, this is very commonly a uh, thing to do. Uh, you can do the thing, stuff like, as you mentioned, some uh, appearing 
or fading in or fading out animation in order to fade in some element or fade out some element. And you can create uh, some transitions that uh, some, uh, I don't know, panels. Uh, I had the experience of creating some very sophisticated panel uh, for Tabula two, two weeks ago. So uh, that panel is sliding from the screen from the left and uh, its header is sliding from the top. And then you create some uh, some animation for that that grabs the the user's eye. Um, it close button uh, and X button uh, do flipping, okay? When once you hover over it, so uh, that is uh, that was a nice uh, nice thing to implement. And they, these are some examples of what you can do with animations. It doesn't necessary or it's not necessary something that uh, I don't know um, as some animation in video or things like that. And you can, of course, animate things like SVG uh, or uh, animate things like you could have created things in uh, in Canvas, but uh, in a whole, uh, those things can extend and uh, create much more uh, sophisticated user experience. Uh, and, you know, even uh, some blink Blinking stuff can be animation, but please don't blink some stuff. It's annoying, and <laughs> it reminds me the the blink element that uh, we all have in the past used or tried not to use. <laughs> I miss the blink element. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I'm only familiar and... with the blink element that was awesome. I'm not. I don't remember a blink element that wasn't awesome, which is what you're talking about. <laughs> Next, you will talk about marquee. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing better than a good marquee. really sets your website apart. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you use for under construction, and everything is always under construction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on when you're doing animations, right? And you're a typical web developer, and you hate animations, and they're a big pain in the butt, and you want to do them, and you don't know what to do, and you don't know how to do it, and you don't know where to go to find out what to do it. Where do you start? First of all, uh, uh, what I suggest to do is uh, to understand what is animation. So uh, one of the things that uh, I saw uh, was a very good uh, session uh, about how animation was created, the real animation, not in websites, but rather, uh, you know, animations, uh, movies, and things like that. So uh, you can start by understanding the concepts of, of animations. Uh, this is one thing. Um, not all of us are uh, educated, want, want some education about that, and uh, most of us will want to run and rush and uh, write their first animation. So uh, either you see or read some uh, examples in the web, uh, or you can go and read some uh, uh, posts uh, uh, about what is transitions and animations in CSS3, because this was the first thing that uh, I won't say the first thing, but uh, these models, CSS3 animation and transitions models, 
help to make animation more uh, addictive in in a website and more you know website started to use them very freely um then i suggest to go to places like uh, mdn the mozilla development network and read uh, stuff about web animation api and understand what is the api and how you can use it um once you understand those the concept of animation and the tools then i suggest to go to and uh, read about the uh, angular animation model and how to use it because uh, from my experience i prefer to deep dive into the bits and bytes or open the 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 hood uh, the um, and understand what's underneath uh, so basically angular animations are based on web api uh, uh, sorry on the web animation api and uh, on CSS3 animations and transitions. And if you want, you can go and uh, read stuff about the Angular animation model, but I prefer to deep dive into the basics of how you can, uh, and then to understand how they created it, and then to go and then uh, apply animations using that model. Uh, you don't need Angular animation model in order to create animations and sophisticated uh, animations in your website. You can do that using CSS3 uh, animation and transitions or web animation API, but we are talking about adventures in Angular, so of course uh, we will aim to use an animation through Angular model, which is which gives you very good API to create animations and to reuse those animations later on in your website. So how do I go about adding animations then to my Angular app? Let's say I have a text box that I want to change the color on or you know make um, move in a specific way to grab somebody's attention. So the first thing you would do is uh, go and uh, grab the browser animation model, which is uh, a part of the animation, which includes the whole animation model for, uh, in Angular. Once you have that model in the web, in the, the component or in your application, then you will create a trigger. A trigger is just uh, something that uh, triggers the effect or the animation. So if you, for example, want to create some fading fade in effect or fade out effect you will create a trigger and you will give it a name the name will be fade in fade out or etc and then you just write your animation how you do that using the api for example you can create a transition from some in property not in property but from some effect to another effect, uh, for example, moving from zero opacity to one opacity in in order to create your uh, fade-in or uh, animation. So in a whole, you create a transition, you create a state, and you move from one state to the other state using the API. So 
then you will once you have the trigger you can write the trigger inside of a, inside your web component uh, in the templates okay in the templates that you create so if, for example if you created the fade in trigger by name and you in the template write some div and uh, you will do at fade in equals and then you will give the fade in uh, uh, trigger the states. Either it's, for example, in or out, or which name do you, uh, that you want to use on some, I don't know, a property in your application. And then once you do that, you just take the trigger uh, that you created, which is a function, and you pass that function to uh, in the component declaration to the animations property that's all it sounds very very frightening but it's once you do it once you will do it uh, very fast in the second and third and the next time okay and is applying it to one particular element in the page the same as applying it to say a container or uh, you know, something else, some other element that is created by Angular and contains other elements? You can apply it to a component, and uh, you can also ap apply animations uh, not, not only in, uh, on components, but r rather on some uh, even pages. Okay, but a uh, page is a component, so uh, in a whole you apply it to a component, or you can create some queries inside of your animations and then you can apply inside a component different animations on on elements that exist inside that specific component what about getting a sense for when and where you should be using animations right like you should yeah and i know that i see a lot of websites where either they're going crazy or they're just not even doing it enough Okay, so you need to understand that there is a balance between creating some crazy, as you said, insane animations on everything and not doing anything. Uh, for example, m my thumb of rule is don't use animation at start and then if you have some UX expert in the, in, uh, in the company or you have some consultant UX expert that comes and help the the team that you work with, then the, then use that uh, that UX expert in order to understand where to put animations. Most most of the times they know where and where. Um, for example, um, in in the the example that I gave earlier about the, the sophisticated panel, uh, I would have uh, removed the the Crawling or flipping uh, a close button because uh, it's it's nice and uh, people might uh, see it as something interesting. But uh, once you move on it uh, once or twice, it might drag you crazy. So you need a balance between uh, animations and not everything should be animated at all. Okay, so. I prefer starting without any animations and then adding animations in iterations 
according to specs, if if you have some specs or so according to some uh, UX expert uh, guidelines, or for example, you you don't need tons of animations because. You, it, it, in the whole, in whole, it might distract the, the users uh, from the things that they, they should do in your, in your application. So if, uh, if you're using animations, they should be some guidance for you of how to use the application. Okay. And not, uh, everything should be animated because as you said, Joe, if you are doing a lot of animations, you mm-hmm. won't see a lot of users. <laughs> right. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console or handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low used price. There are never any due dates or late fees. Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. They're offering a premium three-day trial for free. That's one game out shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope included for easy returns, no contracts, cancel any time. You can get this 30-day free trial at GameFlyOffer.com slash devchat. That's GameFlyOffer.com slash devchat for a 30-day free trial. Um, what about coming up with like ideas on how to use animation to make things clearer in your applications? So, for example, the first thing that uh, goes into my, uh, my, uh, my mind is is animations for things uh, like uh, models, okay? Uh, that 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 uh, something that I did today. If your if models uh, a model is uh, appearing, okay, at once it might be very shocking to a user. So you will fade it in smoothly, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is one example. So animations need to to indicate that something is happening or happened. So, for example, um, uh, if I click a button and some request went to the server and then uh, the data set came to the client, uh, some JSON uh, with, with some items, and I want to create uh, some list, I will animate the list uh, creation a little bit, but uh, I won't do it some in uh, some fancy or sophisticated uh, animation, but rather, you know, uh, the first uh, element will appear and then the second and then the third and and etc etc. You know, and hopefully smoothly that the, the user will see it uh, that something really happened. So these mm-hmm. are these are some examples. You don't want all of the elements on your page bouncing at the same time. You can do that as as well, but uh, um, but uh, I I think that it, it, once something is scrolling, like uh, fading in, uh, it gives the the user the 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 feel that something is really happening. 
Okay, so this is my opinion. Of course, there there might be another developer or UX expert that will probably say to me that you're talking nonsense. Okay, but <laughs> that, that that's something that uh, I, I always love to do. <laughs> I think if you made all the elements on your page bounce at once, I'd want to slap you. Swirling Why text is that? of text. Uh huh. Full text. <laughs> no, no, I I prefer not to use some vortex that things will you know scramble and become available. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, if if you have everything animated, then you don't know where to look. Just like if you have nothing animated, I mean, it's 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 effectively the same result. You know, if you go too far one way or too far the other, I'm, you need I'm, to find the balance. Yep. I'm I'm a little bit curious. Do you tend to work the animations in as you build out your single page app or your Angular app, or do you tend to just build out kind of the core basic features? You know, I I enter data, it works. You know, it saves to the server, blah blah blah, and then and then go back and say, okay, now I'm adding in all the validation stuff. Or do you do that as you build out each uh, component? I, uh, it's a straight answer. Uh, I'm doing that when I build the component. Each component gets its animation if needed. Huh. Gotcha. And when and do you decide right off the bat when you're creating the component? Like when? At what point in the process do you be like, ah, you know what? This really needs an animation here to clarify what's going on. So as I said, um, in the, most of the companies that I work with. There are some UX experts that uh, have some guidelines about how to create the components that to, then I'm helping the, the companies to create. Uh, so here I don't have any say because they, they are coming to me and they're saying something like, hey, Gil, build that component. Here are the animations that we want to do and please make it smooth and uh, very uh, uh, fast, of course. <laughs> what do you do when they're uh, idiots and they don't know and what their idea is is totally wrong? Then what do you tell them? And then uh, I will tell them that the ideas are wrong, okay? Because <laughs> I'm a very, I'm, I, I'm, I prefer my integrity and uh, if something is uh, wrong in my opinion, I will express that. Then uh, if they are, they want me to continue uh, as they said, uh, I will do the job, but uh, I will do it in a sour face. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that <laughs> in sour face. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, once uh, I see something that is isn't right, I, I will probably say something to the managers or even to the UX expert that, in my opinion, it shouldn't be created like this, and these are the, alt the alternatives. <laughs> Uh, but if they're, sorry to say that, complete idiots and they don't have some user experience expert, then I, uh, I have my own small guidelines uh, of uh, what to animate and what not to animate. Uh, and uh, the example of the validation that I gave in the beginning of, the, of this talk is... Uh, um, it, it's something that, peop that the developers are doing, but I think it's wrong. Okay, because um, you don't want to disturb the user, even though 
uh, there is some uh, error. I prefer to mark the text box, for example, in a red border and not to animate some blinking effects and things like that. But these are things that people are doing. Uh, for example, um, uh, if, if I have some panel, I will probably make a transition, a smooth transition for the panel when it appears. If uh, either it's from this, the left, to, from the right, from up or down, but a paddle, panel shouldn't appear from emptiness to full uh, opacity uh, uh, without any, some small animations. Mm. Even though it might, you know, uh, when once you heavily heavily using animations, it is, might affect the performance of the web page, of course. Right. So, is there a way of testing that these animations are happening? Because it seems like it's a pretty visual thing, and those are the things that I find tricky to test. But I like to test and see. Oh, this happened. So, are you just looking for classes or something on the? on the DOM, or is there some other way to test it? A very, very good question. There are tools not to test animations, like, uh, for example, Protractor, uh, or Selenium underneath, or even uh, a tool that uh, a friend of mine wrote, uh, testteam.io, uh, um, uh, which, which gives you uh, the options to record the, the screen, uh, but they won't help you to understand animations because animations are uh, basically something that is created using the the, the browser includes some uh, animation engine that uh, you can test that and it calculates a lot of calculation in order to create the, the smooth animations that we are seeing. So either you can uh, check for some existence of class names or you can check other things or you will have some manual tester or manual Q quality assurance uh, uh, person that will check that uh, for you. Okay. Uh, mainly, I, I, I prefer to check the performance of animations because this is something that you can do using developer tools. Uh, but uh, other than that, to see if the effect is working, you need to see the effect working. <laughs> so, it, I mean, just talking to you, it, it seems a whole lot less scary than it was. Are, are there other aspects of animations that we haven't talked about that might make it more scary, or at least things that we need to be thinking about that we haven't? Animations includes a lot of uh, a lot of things, and animations shouldn't be some scary thing at all. Uh, the, uh, w once you understand how they work, then it won't be any scary like any other development assignment that you have or a development task. <laughs> there are things in inside the in the animation model, the Angular animation models that I want to mention because they are very, uh, in my opinion, they are very important. For example, the option to do grouping, grouping of animations. This is something very, very, uh, very good uh, the, uh, as a tool because from time to time you need to group some animation or to create a stagger and, uh, effect or even other things like uh, um, events. This is something that you have inside of the animation model. You have event 
events that you can wire into the animation when it starts, when it ends, and things like that. And this is, these are the tools that you will use in order to impose the animation. And uh, you might create an animation uh, and you want, you might want to stop it. Uh, from before because of some uh, some reason so you have the option to wire into events during the animations uh, uh, during the animation running uh, and these are very very good tools in your hands that you can use as as i said because the the animation model is based on the web animation api it uses the Animation, web animation API events underneath. So these are, these are things that uh, can help you create much more sophisticated animations. And if it sounds scary, it's not. And it's, in, in the end, uh, uh, the Angular team did a very, very good job in creating a, a dynamic specific language in order to you to impose animation. So once you understand the language, Animations become very, I, I won't say simple, but you will be able to create uh, very sophisticated animations in less time. Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, before we do picks, Gil, do you want to give people here sort of a one-minute pitch on what your talk's going to be at Angular Dev Summit? Not a problem. <laughs> in the Angular Dev Summit, I'm going to talk about demystifying Angular animations, things that you heard in this uh, in this uh, podcast are going to be explained in much more details, and you'll be able to see uh, this, uh, demos of things that I said. For example, I'm going to talk about the web animation API. I'm going to talk about, of course, the animation model, and I will explain how to create some uh, nice transitions. Uh, inside your web application. So there are a lot of things to expect. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and roll over to Pix then. This episode is sponsored by Hired.com. Are you searching for a new job? That can be stressful, scary, and time-consuming. Pushy recruiters try to sell you on roles you don't actually want, and the job boards make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole never to be seen again. And sometimes you go all the way through the interview process just to find out at the very end that the salary, offer, or company culture doesn't match what you're looking for. Hired is the world's most intelligent talent matching platform for full-time and contract opportunities in engineering, development, design, product management, data science, sales, and marketing. We make your job search faster, focused, and stress-free. Instead of endlessly applying to companies and hoping for the best, Hired puts you in control of when and how you connect with compelling new opportunities. After completing one simple application, top employers apply to hire you. And on Hired, you receive personal interview requests and upfront salary information so you can make informed decisions about what opportunities to pursue over a condensed timeline. Hired offers access to more than 4,000 innovative employers, including big brand names like Facebook and smaller emerging startups. The size and type of company you want to connect with is totally up to you. And we help you find new opportunities in 17 major cities in North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. Open to relocation? Let them know. Your privacy and autonomy in your job search is of utmost importance. And if you go check them out at the show's link, that's Hired.com slash Adventures in Angular, you can get double their normal hiring bonus. So instead of $300, you get $600 for signing up at our link. That's Hired.com slash Adventures in Angular. Roll over. Joe, do you have some picks for us? Oh my gosh, I got picks coming out here. Coming out <laughs> my wazoo. Actually, I only really have one pick. <laughs> and that is, go see 
an eclipse. For if you did not get the chance to go see the totality of this eclipse that happened uh, at the September recording, what two days ago, right? Yep. Today's Wednesday. This was Monday. You should definitely. There's a, another eclipse coming to the continental United States in 2024. Only seven years away. Make your plans now. It was unbelievable. I drove. I, I spent like two days. I drove a, a day away, saw the eclipse, and then come drove back that same, you know, the day, next day, and uh, saw, it. and it was unbelievable. It was a just an amazing experience. The difference between seeing like 99% totality and 100% totality is like the difference between seeing sushi and eating sushi. It was. <laughs> It was totally like amazing. Assuming you like sushi, I love sushi, but it was so awesome. It was just such a unique experience to get to see the totality. We were right on the center lines where you saw it for like two and a half minutes. Just an unbelievable experience. So that's my pick: is go and check out an eclipse for yourself. Only one in one thousand people ever get to see the totality of an eclipse. Uh, it, it, it was super cool. So that's, my, that's it. That's my pick. Yeah, I got. I it. envy yeah. you. <laughs> I got to see the partiality of the eclipse because I was here in Utah, so it wasn't a total. Right. We were like 91, 94% or 95% or something, right? Something like that. The big banana in the sky. Big um, banana in the sky. Sounds <laughs> like a song. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so is is it going to be a total eclipse? Because I think I saw somewhere that they were saying it was like an annular eclipse or something, which means that the... In 2024? Yeah. I don't know. I did not really look back. I just, somebody else is talking about it being there, so. Yeah, it says total, so. Okay. There you have it. Yeah, um, it looks like that one, I just looked it up, because I was like, oh, cool. That one's uh, out toward the eastern U.S. Right. Eastern half of the U.S. Yeah, it cuts from Texas up through New York. Yep, all the way up through Maine. So, yeah, it should be interesting to do a little road trip in uh, 2024. (laughs) <laughs> I highly you. recommend it yep. yeah that's super cool when's the last time you had one around there in Israel <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> a full eclipse I don't remember <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a website that uh, will tell you when uh, yeah when it'll be but yeah yeah there's a website that says eclipse is visible in Israel and I, I don't know <laughs> uh, January 31st, 2018, total lunar eclipse. Cool. Oh. In one year. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lunar it's a, eclipse. So. Oh, that's a lunar eclipse, yeah. That's like the um, special needs half-cousin of the solar eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> and you can look at that without glasses on, so. Cool. Anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Oh, that's stupid. It says Israel, Mexico, Mexico. So maybe it's Israel City, Mexico, which is really <laughs> not helpful. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm sure you can go online and find out when you can see it for you. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, we got some glasses and just went out and looked at it, my wife and I and my son. Um, the other kids, my, my son's homeschooled. My other kids, um, just at the school, uh, a lot of the teachers had had glasses. So the kids got to go out and see it. It was really, it was really a lot of fun, and they were, they were excited about it too. So yeah, cool. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in with a couple of uh, picks. 
Um, the first one is, is I just reread a book and I know I picked it a while, not that long ago, but I'm going to pick it again. And that is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Um, it's just one of those books I decided that, um, some of the concepts in it were things that I needed to review. And so I listened to it again on Audible and, uh, terrific, terrific book. Um, I'm now reading another book and I'm going to pick it as well. Um, I'm going to warn you just up front because it's a little bit of kind of a weird woo-woo book. Um, but it's, if, if you, if you tie some of the woo-woo concepts to, um, your spiritual beliefs, whatever they are, um, it, it gets kind of interesting kind of quickly. So, and that's what my business coach said when she recommended it to me. She's like, she's like, you're, you're religious. So, you know, read it, but you know, make this connection. It's called You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Hmm. Whenever I forget to say doctor, my dad gets on my case because he's a dentist. And the doctor is very important. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he talks about how he essentially, it, it's like mind-based healing, um, and it's based on the placebo effect where, you know, people take a pill that has inner matter in it, and it for whatever reason, um, causes, you know, causes them to get better anyway. And this is a phenomenon that's been, uh, widely, um, widely seen. Um, but it, the causes are pretty much unknown to people. And so, you know, he, he, the intro to the book, he talks about, uh, a car accident where he was hit by a car while he was riding his bike in a triathlon and, you know, how he recovered, even though the doctor said that without this surgery, he would, um, you know, he would, he would essentially be paralyzed. And so, you know, he, he basically was saying that he was sending messages to his body from his mind and that, uh, through that, you know, he, he was able to actually heal himself. And, you know, the, the concepts are interesting, but I also find that our own limitations in life are generally they generally boil down to our own mental limitations, like where we put the fences in our head. And people tend to rise or fall to the degree that they believe they can or can't. And so, you know, this kind of takes it all the way out to the extreme. And that's what I'm enjoying about this book is that it is challenging me to think, okay, well, what can I accomplish? Like what, what are the limitations? What aren't the limitations? Where, where am I um, blocking myself from achieving what I want to achieve? And, you know, I am religious. And so a lot of it is, and if I have faith, you know, if I, if I trust God, then how much further can I go? And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different uh, spiritual beliefs. Um, but, you know, I, I think this applies to a lot of those is just, you know, whether it's universe energy or your own mental power over your, your body or your surroundings. I, I think a lot of times we wind up selling ourselves short just by telling ourselves that it's impossible. So anyway, that's that's kind of what I'm getting out of it. I don't know if that made any sense, but that that's kind of what I'm I'm into these days. Um, Gil, what are your picks? So for for the talk of today, uh, for uh, first of all, it's uh, Dominic Elm's article in Thoughtrum blog, the web animation deep dive with Angular. I uh, suggest to go there, and if you want to start. Uh, uh, writing uh, with using the animation model, the, that uh, blog post is very deep dive into animation. It also includes web animation API reference, so uh, it's very good. 
The second pick is uh, JavaScript Israel. It's a meetup in Israel uh, for JavaScript, of course. It is run by uh, Shai Resnick and uh, uh, some uh, community fellows like me. And we have the next meetup in, on this Monday. Uh, it's all about progressive web apps. Uh, we have uh, four talks, very interesting talks. Last but not least, uh, Rick and Morty. Did you hear about that uh, TV show? I've heard of it. I actually have some uh, doodads from it. but Okay. So I, I love uh, insane TV shows, uh, animation TV shows, and Rick and Morty is an insane show. And I uh, suggest people who love things like, uh, I don't know, South Park or Simpsons or things like that, uh, go and watch one or two chapters two two chapters or episodes and uh, see if they like it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> awesome. Uh, one last question, Gil. If people want to see what you're working on now or follow you on Twitter, GitHub, I don't know if you have a blog, uh, do you want to tell us where all that stuff is? Okay, so first of all, they can go to www.gilfink.net uh, and from there, you can find my blog, uh, which is hosted in Medium, but uh, from gilfink.net, you can uh, you have a link there. Uh, you'll also find there uh, where I'm going to speak, uh, uh, conferences and videos uh, of sessions that I delivered and were recorded in conferences. Um, you can also go to my uh, company's website. Uh, it's www sparksys.com sparksys is written s-p-a-r-x-y-s uh, and there, there you can find details about my companies and the services that we give awesome alright well we'll go ahead and wrap this one up uh, thanks for coming Gil thanks for hosting me alright we will uh, catch everyone next week see ya bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly the world's fastest CDN Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.